rumors swill in airy taverns and battered church halls, words that float amid speculative ramblings and stories filtered down to mist. Criers would call it a myth or a hoax, local folk warnings given too much credence. There was a shadow in an emerald cave that whispered to those that entered and promised wondrous things in firelight. A torch glimmered on gleaming cavern walls, mirrors of green that sparkled against fear. Welcome, traveler. Sit. Rest. You must be tired. We should talk of small things, the little assurances that dance away the aching mind, said the shadow, revealed. The visitor ignored the shadow's welcome, explaining that they were plagued by nightmares, hounded by visions of cruelty and gruesome fate. Be careful, the shadow warned. The visitor wished for good dreams until their dying day. So be it, the shadow whispered, disappearing as the visitor left the emerald cave with all speed. That night, the visitor had visions of a wide countryside in even sunshine, of treasures on the roadside and of delectable food, delicious morsels that lifted the spirits and inspired the soul. In the morning they woke and smiled. A good dream. On the next, they flew through heavenly cities with angels' wings, their triumphs fueling every beat. Power flowed through them like blood, and they were filled, full of pride and glorious satisfaction. The people called them exemplar, and they were lifted high, celebrated, modeled, a paragon. In the morning they woke, and stared. A good dream. The final, they saw their love. A life of joy and adventure and plenty and companionship. The assurances of mutual favor and the steady heartbeat of affection. They were wanted. And the promise of memories of a future arrived. Were real so real they could feel their heart swell with boundless gratitude, their soul shine with exultation, elation, bliss. In the morning they woke and wept, hollow tears, a good dream, back to the emerald cave into the shadow who flickered into view once more. A request was made. So be it. That night, the visitor was assaulted by horrific forms, twisted into unseemly shapes and screaming torturous promises to a starless sky. They were smothered in a solid smoke, drowned in a gaseous river, immolated in liquid flame. They screamed for none to hear. In the morning they woke and breathed, relieved. A nightmare 
Arcanor, to the sifting tale of the white bark blade, a sword of legend and woe, of patterns well known, chained to its maker for twenty years and to its taker for twice. This was the blade of a thousand hands, many times changed, the blade of a hundred tears many times shed, of a single sleep, the one last fallen. Hearken all once more to its somber story and listen well. The white bark blade doth bid it. Now, and then, and sooner still. The hand of its creator was soft, skin that had rarely toiled, a patch of grass never tread upon, a flower always in bloom. It cut a slab of wood from a white bark tree and apologized. I will make it up to you. I promise. The creator carried the slab to a boiling lake and sailed out to its center. I endow the slab with the strength to see and the will to follow. I embalm this slab with the essence of growth in the spring and of sleep in winter. I name thee now the White Bark Blade. A sword made from the love of a single tree. Several times the sword passed hands, some in peace and some in war. Its fifth holder was a man of silence who had only spoken in the passing of his thirty-first summer to say I do. Its tenth was a woman of ambition and power, who rose and rose until she fought the one that weaves and broke them. Its twenty-fifth was among the two. They were the only of the white bark blade's hands that ever thanked it. The twenty-fifth was its favorite, and its last. I return you, sword, to the boiling lake, that you may rest forevermore, or perhaps until you are needed once again for a cause both mighty and just. To the lives you took, I pray that their journeys ended in warmth and green and paradise. To the hands that held you, I pray that they were stout, at least, for a lesser hand would never do. And to you, dear sword, the white bark blade. I thank you with all the blessings of my heart. To you I owe my life, my love, my happiness. I thank you, good sword. I thank you. I thank you. I know a merchant who swears they once owned the blade and sold it for a crown. I know a bard who sings that the lake dried and that the sword was swallowed by a dragon. I know a blacksmith who claims to have forged its equal from the blood of those it slew. I know a poet who wrote of how the blade will break upon the same tree it was sown from. I know a liar who does not lie and a book with a hundred stories. And I know that the white bark blade agreed to rest, wished for it, that it realized that the best of blades are the ones never drawn, 
the ones forgotten, the ones that fade. I know that the white bark blade was happy at its end, that the blessings of the twenty-fifth and of those that came before made for a fine ending indeed. And but for all I've said and even still, I know that the white bark blade had a twenty-sixth holder, and that they were fine as well. What's up, all? Once more, it is I, your podcast guru and resident narrator Matthew Collins here, stopping the podcast for just a second between tales. First up, I know I said this episode was going up in the beginning of March, okay? Well, it's the beginning of April, and I've made myself look quite the fool. Again, very sorry. The next episode should be up sometime at the beginning of May. Probably. Secondly, if you're listening to the show and thinking, Wowzers, this podcast just the crackerjack of entertainment media. Go ahead and leave a review on iTunes and or tell your peeps about it. It goes a long way towards helping the 100 stories get out and about. The more the merrier, as they say. If you're around on Twitter and want to follow the show, go ahead and find it at The 100 Stories. Capital T, capital S, and 100 is the number, not the words. See you all there soon. Alrighty, I think that's it. It's time I let you all go to enjoy the rest of the show. Thanks again for listening. Bye-bye. Drink deeply, my friend, said the peddler. This cup is made of glass, and its contents are more than ordinary, but I assure you, none who have imbibed its contents ever regretted the blessings of its taste. In this land, there are few worthwhile gifts for which you pay a single coin. One such is the honor of a sip from the rainwater chalice. One sip, and you would know fortune, glory, opportunity, love, gratitude, bounty, satisfaction. In other words, one sip, and you would know happiness. There was an apprentice blacksmith who had this honor. For years they had been poisoned by a lack of confidence, a timidry that crippled their climb to the boughs above humble origins. The cup gave them courage, and before long they were master of their own forge, going on to make weapons and tools of legend. 
the green glare glaive, the spear of Yoon, and shadow's bane. Needless to say, they thought fondly of the chalice and its peddler. There was a gardener who paid its cost as well. The area around their home had been barren since they bought it, and it seemed that nothing would ever grow. The cup gave them vitality. Life and color sprang out from the dead soil and spread out beyond the gardener's grove, enveloping the gray land with rebirth. This place is called the Miracle Glade, and many travel to try and find their own. Many do. There was a thinker who bartered on a dare. On many evenings they would scale the tallest and nearest hill to their home, and they would wait. But the stars were always few, and the sky had no answers, no matter how often they asked their questions. The cup gave them wisdom, tilting their head to matters beyond. It was they who wrote the 88 assurances, they who discovered the connection between divinity and deliverance, who first guessed the truth behind the silence, a thinker that became a mind. What is it? asked one curious customer. It cannot be what you say, peddler. If this cup bestowed good fortune and boundless blessing, why do you who sell it still peddle? I cannot be the first to ask this. Good fortune and boundless blessing. Why is it you say I do not have these things? Perhaps to you I seem humble, even low. But there is no greedier soul than I. Surely you jest, was the reply. This cup is fabled, and you sell a priceless sip for a single coin. All who taste... From the rainwater chalice, no futures of renown, fame, even legend. I am the one who knows them. I am the one who gets to see them rise, who gets to watch them grow. I do not jest. I am greedy because I want to see them all. Because I want to see them all shine. But you are the one who gives them greatness. You are the one to decide. If what you say is the case, why not pour the cup into the ocean and watch the whole world do as you say? I see you are a man of ideas. Perhaps you should drink, hmm? Though now I see your conundrum. You believe that the cup makes their wildest dreams a reality. That it gives them the futures they desire at their core. You asked me at the start... What is it? It's in the name, of course. I fill this cup with rain. I fill this cup with water. And nothing more. Their futures are their own. They always were.
the white bark blade. Oh? Something bothering you? It's just... It reminds me of the sword. That... Oh, oh, oh! So the little man's put two and two together, eh? I tell you, it is surprising to see evidence of brain activity every now and then. All right. You are, of course, correct. The blade you know and the blade is written are one and the same. Just curious? Just curious? But I mean, if you, per se, you knew where it was, would... Ho ho ho! Caught you, you greedy little bugger! What? One magic sword not enough for you, hmm? Oh, RJ, my little noodle arms can't swing a stick, much less a sword. Perhaps you could toss me another. That's not what I oh, said. Oh, RJ, shall we have a gander at the legendary super sword? Ugh. Oh, RJ, I know what you said, but a big brutish blade like that could be just the thing to kill my pathetic lack of skill. Oh. <laughs> uh... You done? <laughs> yes. So? Dunno. Man, all that abuse and you don't even know? I know where the, uh, cup is, though. The chalice. Oh, good. I can't swing a chalice, though, can I? Did you even listen to the story? You're not meant to hit people with it, you gorilla. What'd you call me? Don't try and act threatening. You'll only embarrass me. I can be threatening. Maybe if I was a puppy, or a sandwich. I can be threatening. Sure, sure, whatever you say.